0: I'm Lauren. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anid. And welcome to the second episode of Well Seasoned, where we were we will be covering uh, Rami Season 1, a great A24 show. Anid, you want to give us the rundown?
1: Rami Hassan is a um, first-generation Egyptian-American, um, and the show is about pretty much like he's stuck between being, like, Muslim and being, like, a millennial. It's He's just kind of, like, divided. He doesn't know exactly what the heck to be. It, it's a Hulu original. It was nominated for three Emmys, and I believe Rami, uh, he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a TV series.
0: Really? So that,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That is cool. I did not know that, but honestly, he deserves it. It was such a good show.
1: I know, right? I'm so glad you liked it. Um, I didn't know like how you were going to feel about it, just because like, it's definitely a, It's weird. It's a weird show because... Um, you can see how some people could easily kind of be offended by it. I think he did a great job with it.
0: Yeah, it definitely is I don't want to say crude in content, but it's very uh it's very real and I think people, especially people who aren't minorities or have had that like minority or immigrant experience, um may not like understand like like for example, Uncle Nasim, like he's very hmm. like misogynist, very like traditional. And I could see how some people would find that offensive, but it's also, like, we all grew up with, like, a misogynist uncle or a misogynist cousin, and we know people who still think that way in 2021. So I think it was very real as far as that went.
1: Uh, What I like about the show um, is that it's not your stereotypical view of Muslims in America, Mm -hmm. but rather just, like, his own uh, personal experience. And so that's awesome because we see, like, all of his different identities, like, millennial, Egyptian-American, Muslim, brother, son, friend, and all that stuff. So I I, I love it.
0: Yeah, especially when you get to, like, the later part of the season where you start seeing things through other people's perspectives, like, through his mom's and through Dina's. Yeah. Um, I think that really gives you... Like, almost a fuller fear of his character, as weird as that, like, might sound. Like, you get to see his character through their eyes and, like, what he means
1: to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just the uh, standalone episodes with, like, his sister and his mom. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember if they do one of his dad in season two. Yeah, and he's also a really interesting
0: character. Yeah, like, just being an immigrant and having immigrated to the United States so young. Like, he has so Mm -hmm. much, I don't want to say baggage, but so much, like, hardship that he's endured to, like, give his son and his daughter a a better life. It would be great to see, like, some more from him. And
1: his dad in real life, like, Rami's dad. Well, first of all, he... Uh, Rami grew up in Jersey as well as in the show. Mm-hmm. He was born in Queens, I think, but he grew up in Jersey. And his dad, the interesting thing that I found out about his dad, like his real dad, is that he was a manager for the Plaza Hotel in New York.
0: That is so weird. <laughs> I know. I know so I interesting. No, it's
1: amazing. He also studied, or Rami actually studied political science in college, but then he dropped out.
0: Oh, so, like, literally, like, the character. I think, I don't know if he ever started college, but I know he, like, hasn't finished college in the show.
1: He doesn't really talk about that um in the show. He doesn't talk about school, really, at all.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because his sister is, like, getting her master's. Uh, like, and
1: so she's the youngest. I'm trying to, be, he doesn't really say how old he is in the show, but in real life, he's 30.
0: Yeah, I feel like they kind of make him, like, a mid-20s character. That's kind of how I pictured him, like, a 25 Maybe twenty six year old. Yeah,
1: probably because like Tina is in. Uh, she's getting her master's, so I'm assuming she's like tw- also 23, 24, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also has. So he has a deal with A24. And he has two shows in development right now with Apple TV and Netflix. Oh, so dang! I'm he's excited to it. see what I know. I'm excited <laughs> to see what he's gonna do. I love him. Yeah, it's I awesome. really
0: liked this. It was awesome. I'm like looking, and a twenty-four doesn't really do a lot of television, at least compared to how much, uh, like film that they do.
1: Film, I didn't know they did Lady Bird. That that was a trip for me. I oh, I that.
0: I just kept thinking about Lady Bird the whole time because it has the same like coming of age feel, except with like a slightly mm-hmm. older demographic.
1: I think a twenty-four. I just think I cut uncut gems now, just because of all the memes. Can't <laughs> <Scott. laughs>
0: Yeah, I think of what is it? I think of Ladybird and then I think of Midsummer, and I didn't really it. like Midsummer.
1: Oh, I hated that movie.
0: The worst, the worst. It really
1: is. <laughs> I'm Midsummer. glad you think
0: so. Most people are I like, know. oh my God, it was so good. And I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: What? Did we see the same movie? Like, Midsummer stands don't come for us because, like, <laughs> that was not it not it
0: like i'll even give like the lighthouse even though it wasn't my favorite the lighthouse to me was better than than mid-summer. Oh, yeah the lighthouse
1: yes 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 that's another
0: one and eighth grade also i got some eighth grade vibes while watching the show for sure
1: yeah all right should we dive into yeah, the first episode
0: let's go into the first episode so this starts with rami's mom pressuring him to flirt at the mosque and i don't know why but i was just like dying because my parents (laughs) are the same way or they used to be at least where they would be like oh like look there's a nice boy at church and i'm like i'm not talking to that person like (laughs) there's no way you could make me do that
1: (laughs) yeah and i love at the beginning when he's like getting to the mosque really late and he's like not washing properly Mm -hmm. and so the the guys like um you need to wash properly like dirt in your toes means dirt in your heart and i could not stop laughing at that
0: it was it was so good and it just felt so like i don't know it felt so genuine um especially because i feel like a lot of us with religion or with home life or whatever always try to take like little shortcuts like that when we get caught Mm -hmm. it's just like so unbearable you just like it's not even it's almost not even worth like trying to do the shortcut again because it's just unbearable.
1: Uh, And, like, just, like, a lot of people are just, like, you know what, I'm just... They just start slowly not going back. Mm -hmm. Not in his case.
0: Yeah, it almost... I feel like it almost made him, like, want to do it the right way, at least over time. Like, he's, like, okay, well, I'm doing this wrong. Like, maybe I should do this right. And one thing that the man said to him really uh, stood out to me. He said, there's a good chance your prayers never counted. (laughs) And I feel like that took... I feel like that hit Rami in particular because he's, like, having this existential crisis, you know? So,
1: he's dating a white girl.
0: Chloe from Pen15.
1: Is that who that is? I did not. I don't know She's, who that girl um, was. an
0: actress from Pen15. Um, the character's name is Chloe, but the actress's name is Anna Conkle. Um, yeah. And she is hilarious. She's in another Hulu show. So, I bet you that's how she ended up just, like having a cameo in this one um is okay. also a great show but yeah he's dating chloe um the
1: condom scene just oh, what <laughs> there's the no words the this is, <laughs> I, I was like why would you do that why would you check for holes in the condom after you used it
0: yep by filling it with water of all things like
1: yeah. you weren't just like
0: feeling it out to see if any of it was leaking no you had to like fill it with like like a balloon of water.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> like it was I so I, weird. I, just imagine walking in on somebody like that. Imagine walking in on Andy like that. Like, what doing?
0: I would be like, uh, I think I would just walk back out. I don't even think I would say anything. I'd be like, you know, whatever, whatever you're up to, I don't want to know about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just wash your hands after, please.
0: Literally. Um. <laughs> I also thought it was funny when they were talking about, um, his friends were talking about him dating the white girl before you actually see Chloe, and they're like, dude, white girls are, like, too crazy, like, you don't want a girl that skinny dips, they're like, white girls skinny dip, you don't want that, you want a girl who swims normally. (laughs) That's such a weird analogy! I was laughing so hard, it was so weird! (laughs)
1: I love his friends, Mo, Steve, and Ahmed. I love all of them. I think it's such a cool friend group because they just, they're all so different. It's like Mm -hmm. how, and that's like exactly how friend groups are. Everybody's so different.
0: Yeah, like one of them was like married and doctor and the other one, Nikki's also married, right? And he runs a restaurant. Um, and Rami's just like single, um, so it's so interesting to see that friend group, but also see how it works because it very much works. You can tell that they're very close. Yeah, for sure.
1: And um, yeah, Mo is married. That yeah, Mo is married, and he has a kid, and mean he he's a kid, and Ahmed is also married. He's a doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and Steve, well, Steve lives with his mom, obviously because. Um, Can we just talk about how funny Steve is?
0: Dude, Steve is me. I, like, literally wrote that in my notes. Like, he's just like, dude, Rami, stop being such a bitch. Or, like, Rami, just stop it. (laughs) And, like, he just has, like, some of the funniest lines, especially in those earlier episodes where you're kind of seeing more of him. Because he kind of, like, fades a little bit later. Like, you don't see him as much. But I just thought Steve was just great. Oh, then he goes on the chaperoned uh, date with the girl named—I think her name was
1: Noor or Naur. Yeah, Noor. Yeah, I think it was Noor. Um, yeah, and that—I remember that scene specifically at the table when he, like, his mom is like trying to set him up. Mm -hmm. Um, Dina gets like really, really mad because she's like, now they're gonna force me to date and like get married.
0: I—it was so relatable. (laughs) I just like felt that i also really like dina i love how you get to like know her a little bit more but at first i was kind of like what is her problem you know because she's kind of like rude even though rami's just trying to be like honest and talk to his parents but then later on you're like oh maybe rami kind of deserves it once you see it from like dina's uh perspective
1: yeah in the in her episode yeah you kind of see her perspective through everything that she goes through being like the younger sister being, like, you know, the only girl in the family. It's, like, that's so exhausting. She
0: just has to deal with so much once you, like, get there. I also thought it was so funny when Rami's, like, in the car with uh, newer and she, like, wants to be choked, and he's, like, what the fuck? And he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, no, like so I
1: don't <laughs> He's so scared.
0: He, like, has no idea what he's doing, and I thought it was so funny because they were literally having such a good date, and then as soon as he, like, ended up in the car with her. It just went so south so fast.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He, Rami, it's like, a, he's just trying. He doesn't know what to do because he's like, yeah, like, I want to be this millennial with no consequences. But I'm also a Muslim. And I have I have a code, like Dexter, that I have to <laughs> <laughs> follow. You know, so, it's, I mean, I don't know. I feel so bad because I don't know what he's going to do. And
0: yeah, and I think live. from the beginning, you really see that pull between like his religion, but also him just wanting to not think about it or worry about it. And it's interesting, too, because with Chloe, he had no problem like sleeping with her and having sex with her. But with um, someone of his own culture, he was more hesitant. He just assumed that they didn't, even though. He does, (laughs) which I also thought was interesting and definitely very relatable, like, from a minority experience perspective of, like, you just assume everyone in your culture is one way, when you're not even all of those things either. You're not all of those stereotypes either.
1: Exactly, because, like, I mean, he was having sex too, so it's like he can't really be shocked when, like, she tries to do the same thing, you know? The date goes really bad, and they never see each other again. But he also makes it a point to make it a big point that he doesn't really like Muslim girls. I don't know if you caught that, but yes. he says, like, he's like, I don't really like Muslim girls. Like, when he's swiping on Tinder, I think he's on Tinder. If they're like, um, like super Muslim, like he's like, no, like they're just not for me. You know? Why don't we date people from our own ethnicity?
0: <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I feel like understand. that's a, like a common thing, and I wonder if like it's the the like liking the non-familiarity of it. I guess. Like, yeah. he wants to, like, see something different or something like that. I thought that was really interesting, too, because I feel like that's a very common common thing. I wonder if part of it is also just, like, maybe some feeling of rebellion. Around me? Like, yeah, of, like, my parents want me to date a Muslim girl, so I'm not going to do it.
1: That's every brown person. <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know, I feel like people of color have, these particular expectations and probably even i mean i can't speak on behalf of white people but i'm sure like some white families also have pressure for them to date like white people as well you know
1: yeah for sure and i don't really like don't think that's a bad thing because i think every own person like every family has like you know we should probably marry within our own culture our own ethnicity Mm-hmm. Just to keep same, the they same. They say that it's
0: like easier, yeah, yeah because it's yeah. like typically you have the same values and religion, but it also is an overgeneralization to say that everyone of a specific ethnicity or race has the same values. So it's such an interesting way of putting it, because, you know, someone could be Hispanic and very Catholic, and someone could be Hispanic and not very affiliated with Catholicism, but maybe mm-hmm. still identify with it in some ways, kind of like Rami does. So it's it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, variety there. My culture says that I should get married, so that's what I'm going to try to do. And this is I'm more gracious. like my religion says I should do something. Yeah, exactly. So right, this I begins with a startup going under.
1: Startup company just goes under and they don't even get a separate package or anything, which is illegal. I don't know the law <laughs>
0: it's probably same it's probably questionable i i thought it was funny because they like i didn't see that what the name was but they worked for some place called like snack pack or something and i don't know why i <laughs> thought that was so funny
1: <laughs> i uh don't know even i don't even he doesn't even mention what they do there
0: i feel like that's a lot of startups to be honest they're like yeah so... i work at a startup and i'm like i don't know what that means. Like, when you go to work, what do you do? Exactly.
1: Like, Like, even his dad... His dad is, like... It cracks me up so much. Um, When he's, like, telling his parents, like, oh, like, you know, I don't have a job anymore, because our startup went under... And his dad's, like, well, just go work for your uncle Nassim at the jewelry store. And he's, like... Rami's, like, no, I want to work somewhere where I'm, like, I'm passionate about, and I love it. And he goes... (laughs) Passion is for white people.
0: I literally wrote that quote him. down. It was so funny.
1: <laughs> love it. I love his dad.
0: <laughs> Very like minority immigrant parents, like vibes. A hundred percent. They're like, "That's great. You're passionate about something. That's your hobby. Like now, go get a job.
1: <laughs> go get a real job.
0: Exactly. Right love before that, that so I wrote this quote down because I thought I laughed out loud again. She or he. Doesn't have his job anymore, and his mom walks in and she wakes him up really early and he's like, Mom, it's Saturday, and she's like, You don't have a job, so it doesn't matter what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, that oh, is something yeah. my parents would say. But like, Honestly. literally, get up, you are not working, you don't do anything. Like, please, the least you can yeah. do is be awake.
1: Just be awake. Oh my god, <laughs> moms. Uh, so he so he goes, he doesn't take the job right away he goes to meet his uncle his uncle comes over and he's super racist and super misogynistic i was Anti-Semitic. like he's
0: semitic he like oh. checks all the boxes
1: i mean we all have an uncle like that though so it's like yeah i get it
0: it's very real for sure
1: real and then when he <laughs> when they're sitting at the table and um it's like you know yeah i'm sorry i'm acting this way just because i'm on my period he's just like that makes sense it's all the hormones and yep. he just goes off on this misogynistic rant. And I'm like, oh, my God. And
0: he's like, you're stuck in this house and all the hormones just, like, build up in the air. And, like, I don't even know what else he said, but it was so funny.
1: <laughs> and then Dina's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go take a walk. And so she leaves. And I was like, that was really smart.
0: And he's like, women need to be in nature. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the only way to, like, stop their hormones or whatever. Just stop their hormones.
1: Like, oh, my oh, my God. God. Yeah, and then so um his uncle is just at dinner and then Rami goes to take him home. Then like oh, his
0: uncle also says that the queen killed Princess Diana. I needed to throw that out there.
1: Oh my god, is this the, <laughs> is they the talk about Princess Diana? Yes. Yeah, I was, like, the, he's about like you. he
0: fell in love with an Egyptian, so
1: <laughs> so, so, they, so the queen killed her. I was like, Yes. Exactly. Yes.
0: We all know it's um. true.
1: <laughs> you no, know, i was like oh my god lauren's gonna love that part yes um, i knew you had to throw that one in there
0: <laughs> okay but yes you were saying that um, they're driving home or they're driving him to the train station
1: so rami's driving him to the train station and then um he stops the car because there's like these two strangers fighting like in the middle of the street he goes up to the guy um because there's, there's a guy that's like fighting with his girlfriend and he's, like on the verge of beating her up And he's like, you know, don't hit her, like, stop. And then the guy, like, just punches him and throws him, like, on some trash cans and calls him a a very offensive racial slur that I'm not going to say. And then Rami's like, what the hell is happening? Like, he's just like, why would he do this?
0: Yeah, that part I, like, did not expect at all. Especially because you just see all of this, like, misogynist, like, bullshit happening and he's saying all of these things but then as soon as he sees a woman in danger he's like goes into defense mode and is like i have to protect her which
1: yeah it doesn't make any sense to me i'm just like wait what
0: right it's it's also kind of redeeming though because it's like okay at least if you're if you're going to be a misogynist I'm, I'm glad that you still protect women <laughs> you know what least, I mean, yeah. like that's the least you can do but i'm glad that you're doing it
1: they talk, they do talk about why, why did he divorce his wife? I know Dina said it, I just can't remember. Do you remember?
0: I don't remember. I think, I think she, oh, she, she, she went... said she wanted to go to grad
1: school. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yeah. I was like trying to remember so hard. I was like, why did he divorce his wife? Yeah, because she wanted to go to grad school. That's the most misogynistic thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> right. Andy's going to be like, I do not want you anymore because you're in grad school. We're getting divorced. <laughs> we're not married but we're getting divorced
1: <laughs> and then he says "Uncle am says um oh and then he pulls a gun on the guy and i was like where did that, that gun come from did rami's just like freaking out because he doesn't know what to do because rami doesn't seem like a fighter at all no yeah scary. rami was
0: like scared shitless and uncle nassim just like pulled a gun and it was like what is going on it was so that whole scene was so chaotic <laughs>
1: It's just so random because you don't expect it, especially on, like, episode two.
0: Oh, I also really liked that he said, we protect women because we don't trust men.
1: Yes, Um, I literally wrote that quote down, too.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really, again, if you're going to be misogynist, I'm glad you still protect women, you know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, I'm glad that he didn't beat his wife because she wanted to go to grad school, like, just divorced her.
0: Right? It's, like, it's such an interesting dynamic, though, of, like, you divorce your wife because she wants to go to grad school, but then you, like, are helping, like, a woman in need, like, a random woman in need on the street. Like, I don't know. It's such a, like, duality of man thing going on with his uncle. I, like, don't fully get it, but they also kind of needed that to redeem him.
1: Yeah, and then he has, like, a heart-to-heart with Rami, and so Rami decides, you know what, maybe you're not so bad, I'll take the job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what convinces him is that like he he sees what his uncle did and it's like maybe he's not so bad, but he almost like immediately like shuts down that redeemment when he's like Jews don't know how to drive and that guy was definitely Jewish and Rami's like you literally have no idea whether or not he was Jewish and he's like nope he drives bad he must be Jewish
1: <laughs> oh my god I know I don't know Rami had some guts tr- putting a character like this. On a, sh- on a show that is a... Uh, well, no, I mean, I guess for an A24 show, it's not so out there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It definitely has a different feel than, like, other A24 stuff in that regard. With, like, Uncle Nassim as a character.
1: Yeah, because, like, um, Uncle Nassim, he's not a huge, huge character, but he definitely has impact on the characters. Mm-hmm. And with that one... So he takes a job at the end, and then that is the end of episode two. These are short episodes too.
0: Yeah, and this three starts with him actually working at the at the place. Oh. Um, and I thought it was so funny when he told what it, Oh, when they're talking about the woman that comes in, and she's like, she's asking if the the diamonds are blood diamonds, and they're like, no. <laughs> And then Rami's like how do you know that? He's like no all all diamonds are blood diamonds so like just tell her what she wants to hear. I was like oh my god.
1: So, I mean yeah. He's not wrong. All True. diamonds are blood diamonds. <laughs> and then um uh, I think it's Yom Kippur actually um for for Jewish mm-hmm. for the Jewish so he has to go deliver a watch. Uh, no wait, it, it's not Yom Kippur, it's another holiday. I think it's gonna say, Shabbat? I don't
0: remember, Shabbat? but I know it was a it was a holiday and he's delivering the watch for that yes. holiday. Yes.
1: But the Jewish don't do business on holidays. So he has to kinda like pretend like he's not like it, he's there not on business. And he goes it was to, really, like, really this candlelit one.
0: home. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, reminded me of the lighthouse. Because the lighthouse, the way that it is, yeah. is, like, it's all just, like, candlelight. Like, Robert Pattinson and, like, Willem Dafoe.
1: <laughs> They're just wow, like,
0: sitting in dark rooms together. And I'm like, this is literally just the lighthouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, it also just reminded me of Harry Potter. Like, I just expected Hagrid to just walk in there. Literally. <laughs> With all the candles, I was like, wow. Rami sits there and he's just, like... I don't understand. And the old man's like, just take off, take off your clothes. <laughs> Robbie's like, no.
0: And then they had him and his granddaughter Sarah had this like really cute, awkward, flirty banter. Very typical of like A twenty four films, I think, to have this like awkward, flirty banter, <laughs> like uh, Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird, like just like little awkward back and forth
1: that's very very common and it also just felt very natural too like the mm-hmm. acting just felt real like off screen you know
0: yeah it flowed so nice and then they went into like that uh he goes to the party with her and they have like this cute little like dance not collage but you know what i mean montage what they have like a, a dance collage? montage, a dance collage um <laughs> and it again reminded me of like ladybird <laughs>
1: yes and then at the party well he doesn't want to take any drugs but sarah is like just take this e and, uh, it took me a while to figure out what e meant and i was like oh it's ecstasy because i don't do drugs
0: yeah i feel like oh. i mean i don't do drugs but i feel like ecstasy is kind of like intense for the first time because isn't that a psychedelic
1: yeah exactly and then she's like we'll we'll take this and then we'll take a shower Tommy's like i don't know about that so he leaves.
0: Yeah, I think it Ahmed also is, is not good a- on her part to just assume that he like does drugs like that.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then, like when he's trying to leave, like he's looking for um- Ahmed is just in a bedroom hiding, and I could not stop laughing.
0: he's friend, he's a good husband. He's not gonna cheat on his wife.
1: Or just <laughs> he's see just anything go to sleep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a good friend.
1: And and then like as he's trying to leave, like he sees Sarah like going into the shower with like another guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, Rami, no!"
0: And then Sarah looks at him and says, "I feel so bad for Palestine." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that was so funny.
1: I'm just like, "Oh no!" Just like the the widest thing a white girl could say.
0: Literally, I feel so bad for Palestine as she's, like, walking into the shower with another dude.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Sarah is, like, not good for him at all.
0: Yeah. She's kind of a mess. And then she, like, the next morning goes to, like, breakfast with that guy, too. So she just overall is, like, I'm not interested.
1: So they're at Mo's diner and he's, like, on Instagram and he sees that picture and all his friends are just telling him, like, no, like, you should have just taken the drug. And Steve Stevie was like, you should have just taken the drug. You should have just taken the drug. And then I could not stop laughing because Ahmed was like, don't listen to him, okay? Like, he's he's the devil. Like, he's, tell- he's telling Steve that, yeah, he's telling Rami that Steve is the devil because medically he should be dead. <laughs>
0: Yes. I love how they keep bringing that up, like, throughout the series, too, that, like, medically, like, Steve should not be alive. I don't know why it's so funny, and Steve's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: I know. I freaking love Steve's. I can hear you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: And then he takes uh,
1: Steve's THC after that. Like, um, yes, he gets super high.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I loved the part where he was on, like, Steve's, like, wheelchair with him. Yeah. yeah, he's on the the motorized chair with him. And he's just, like, <sighs> arms out. And I was like, I love the perks of being a wallflower. Like, he oh, <laughs> that was, like, the exact vibes.
1: <laughs> and then he, so he, he goes to Stevie's house. And then from there, it just gets so dark like the comedy just gets so Mm -hmm. dark when he's at stevie's at like stevie's house with his mom It gets so dark i'm like why is rami saying these things (laughs) he just starts saying that like you know like are you gonna miss him like what kind of coffin are you gonna have for stevie because like he's gonna die and i'm just like oh my god
0: he's like isn't that crazy that you like know you're gonna bury your child and i'm like oh my god
1: (laughs) And then he's like, you're you're gonna just get, like, a, like, a child coffin because, honestly, you don't need the, like, regular adult coffin.
0: (laughs) It was so bad. It was so bad. It was great. It was so, like, incredibly uncomfortable as well.
1: Was, because Stevie was just like, okay. He probably gets that a lot.
0: Yeah, and I feel like Steve has almost, like, if not completely just, like, come to terms with his condition and, like, just doesn't give a fuck anymore. You know, like, he's like, this is, like... This is what I drew, and we're just going to, like, roll with it. I feel like, if anything, Rami is more existential about Steve than Steve is about himself.
1: His mom was just kind of like, all right, well, don't have to have this conversation, so I'm going to leave now.
0: Oh, yeah, and then from there, he goes to the church.
1: Yeah, he goes goes back to the church, and he sees that white guy.
0: But, like, random janitor. Oh,
1: and he, like, washes properly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, finally, once he's high... (laughs) And then he's like, I ruined everything. And then the janitor's like, nah, man, it's just about cleaning, like, the black spots on your heart.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, wow, so philosophical.
0: He just, like, sounded high as fuck, too.
1: (laughs) I think he makes uh, more appearances in season two, but I can't remember. You know who's in season two?
0: Um oh Mia Khalifa, right?
1: And Maharsha Ali.
0: Really? Because yeah. I saw Mia Khalifa in one of like the thumbnails.
1: And I think yeah, I saw her tweet about it. it once. Yeah, she's she's in it too.
0: Honestly, that's that makes me excited for season two. Especially because okay. this season just ends. I mean we'll get to it, right? But this easy yeah, we'll crazy.
1: <laughs> uh, um it doesn't actually leave off where it ends. There's oh. like a a couple, couple months of a time jump interesting Yeah, that
0: makes me like more anxious about it because there's only so many ways that like it can go you know
1: yeah from what i remember because this season really wasn't as dramatic like there's there wasn't a lot of drama right it was just Mm -hmm. this was kind of he was just introducing all the characters first yeah it's when the story kind of unveils and it gets way more dramatic there's a lot more plots to his life so we'll see that.
0: That makes me excited about it too. You know, all of the characters, I feel like I have a pretty like solid grasp on. It'll be nice yeah. to like go into more depth for sure.
1: Okay, so it's the end of season three, episode four. This one is when it. This is when it starts to get the show shifts into a different direction, mm-hmm. style wise. You see, little Rami, and he's he's chatting online with some strangers. He's asking them how to masturbate. <laughs>
0: It, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it just felt, like, so real. Because, like, as a kid, if your friends talk about something and you, like, don't know what it is or, like, how to do it or whatever, you just feel so embarrassed about it. You don't want to ask them, so you ask random people online as if that is a better option
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. you like go to like yahoo
0: answers or something
1: (laughs) these are probably like way older people like these are probably just a creepy older man probably Mm -hmm. if i'm guessing which is kind of disgusting it's a good thing he never tries to meet them
0: yeah he seems fairly responsible as far as that goes like he just keeps it to like chat rooms and asking questions and not so much like Uh getting catfished or trying to make friends Mm -hmm. online, which is good. He has good boundaries, I think, as far as the internet goes.
1: Just curious. And I guess because like his friends have all done it or talked about doing it, which a lot of people say they do things when they've never done it. That's really normal.
0: Oh, for sure. Um,
1: the scene that I could not stop laughing at was the walkie-talkie scene at the beginning with his mom. Yeah. He, he's like, No, I like I want a cell phone and he's like, the mom's like, This is the same thing. You talk on the end of it and I hear you and I talk. It's a cell phone.
0: It is so good. Oh my god, the walkie talkie. That also feels like a Mexican thing, like how the Mexicans at the mall like use walkie talkies to communicate. Yeah. I saw that so much. <laughs> So much growing up. It is effective, though. It does work.
1: Yeah, I know. And, like, now as an adult, I'm like, I kind of wish I had walkie-talkies now. Because those are fun.
0: Yeah, they're kind of cool.
1: After that, what happens? So, he's walking to school. And his friends are talking about masturbating and sex. Oh, and this Um,
0: is when he... So, they ask him, like, what he was jerking off to. And he was like, oh, you know, just, like, stuff online or whatever. And then he tries... When he gets to school, he tries to jerk off in the bathroom the magazine um, yeah to the magazine and then the like coach like walks in and is like very like uh-huh. angry and upset and then that's when uh-huh. you find out that nine eleven happened
1: yeah he was walking down the halls and all the classrooms had the tvs on and kids and the teachers were all like just upset and crying he was what like I don't really say how old he is, but I'm assuming he's probably in the 5th grade.
0: Yeah, it's like elementary school age, but almost junior high age. So yeah, I'd say like 6th yeah. grade probably.
1: Cuz you and I were like in kindergarten when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember really. Yeah,
0: me either. Not
1: remember. But I think that when it happened, when it happened, it Im- of course it impacted the whole US, of course, but more in that area like New York, New Jersey mm-hmm. cuz people had family that lived there and worked there mm-hmm. so that whole area was just so affected by it and then the girl in in his classroom was like that's where my mom works mm-hmm. and he just doesn't know what to say before yeah. he can say anything like his walkie-talkie goes off and it's like his dad speaking Arabic could you just imagine being you know a kid and, and that mm-hmm. happened to you of course they don't know like kids in the school don't know like who did it yet yeah um, yeah, it's like it's if it, if I was him, I just would I would not know what to, what to do really.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you get like an even more I guess like innocent perspective seeing him as a kid going through this like as a Middle Eastern and like a Muslim American, and just trying to like distance yourself and like not associate with that, and then his walkie-talkie goes off like right <laughs> as it's happening. You know, like you really i feel like that was really representative of like as much as you were trying to distance yourself it was just like impossible because that's all people like saw
1: for a while when he gets home like he's everybody's watching the coverage and like his dad's on the phone like um with his family members and they're like are you okay are you okay and everyone's like yeah we're fine we're fine the part that really got me that kind of made me cry a little bit or not cry but i teared up his dad puts up the flag the american flag and his neighbor walks by like kind of like nodding his head like the racism that they experience like in their neighborhood and stuff like that and even
0: just i think in that one scene where he's putting up the flag and his neighbor walks by i think that scene really just kind of encapsulated that whole experience to me mm-hmm. as someone who didn't have to go through that like, I'm like, wow, they were probably dealing with this every single day, and this is just one glimpse of that, but I felt it. Um, so it was really, I think that was a very powerful way of putting it, of like, they like they are Americans, and they're just like us, and they are also saddened by this attack, even though other people would like to think otherwise.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when Rami is walking to school the next day with his friends, I cannot believe these children were literally like hey Rami like are you a terrorist Rami's like what like no like friends are assholes by the way (laughs) like oh yeah
0: thank god that he met Steve
1: no Um, this is the episode where he meets Steve at the end Mm -hmm. and he's like no like Rami literally has to explain to children uh he's you know yeah he's a Muslim but he's from Egypt like, he's from the other side. You know, like, Egypt, he's like, Egypt's in Africa. Like, if anything, I'm black, is what he's Yeah. <laughs> and he's
0: also just so far, like, removed from that. Like, his parents and him don't seem to, like, even visit or anything,
1: you know? They're just trying to live an American life, you know, these kids. But these kids, obviously, like, are well-influenced in what they hear from their parents and stuff. Yeah. That that has to do with it as well. And the fact that Rami is just super duper naive. And then when they make him go like, oh well if you're not a terrorist, then go jerk off over there. <laughs> and I'm oh like, my god this- I know. <laughs> like, what does jerking off have to do with terrorism?
0: Right? Because they're like, Oh, you're a liar, so you must be a terrorist. And I'm like, that is exactly. not how that plays out. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then it just gets weirder because, like, when he's asleep and he has a dream about Osama, it's so weird. I don't know how he he wrote it. Like, I don't know how he came up with it, but it was very, very good. It was so well-written, that, like, entire part where he's dreaming about Osama and Osama's talking to him. Yeah, about the strawberries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the strawberries. It was so well-written. And it was also just, like, just straight out of a horror movie, too.
0: Yeah, it was, like, scary, but also... This, I think this took me out of it a little bit, was he kind of sounded like Thanos. <laughs> he was like, we like have to restore like the balance of like the world uh-huh. and we need to like take it back. And like, I don't know, it just reminded me of Thanos a little bit. <laughs> um, not not a great comparison, but that's kind of what I was thinking of. Um, but it was it was also, I think, a good contrast between like, even like someone who... I considered to kind of sound like Thanos, to have this conversation with a child and this child really, like, thinking it through and, like, going through, like, the moral process of, like, this person is wrong and I'm going to tell them to their face that they're wrong.
1: No, and it's so crazy to me that he put this in this show. Like, he, I guess Rami Youssef himself, when he was writing this, he had that dream. I was thinking, I was like, did he have this dream as a kid? Because that would explain it. I would explain why he would think of this.
0: Right? I feel like it has to be somewhat based on, like, something real, you know? Like, maybe he had some sort of identity crisis and had some sort of dream where he appeared. Maybe not exactly like this, but maybe in like mm-hmm. a similar vein.
1: Probably, yeah. Then after that dream, he had a dream about the the lady from the from the magazine.
0: Yeah, and that's his first wet dream. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, uh, oh my god, this there's like so much happening in this dream. It's like no, first it's you so see much, like yeah. Osama and then you see the woman from the magazine who has like a slight bit of cleavage. And yeah, now you have a wet is- dream
1: like Mm -hmm. Uh, and so then he walks to school he just decides to walk to school by himself from then on because he for him though because those kids were his friends were assholes like he decides to walk home alone and then he's like stevie did you just see stevie coming like hey do you usually walk home or do you usually walk to school by yourself he's like yeah and they just walk in silence and it's the cutest thing ever (laughs)
0: I know it was so cute to see them as kids and to see like how far back their their friendship went.
1: Friendship it was, so was cute because he doesn't really explain how he met Stevie. Mm-mm. You just know that they've been friends or that yeah, they're friends. Yeah, kind
0: of like appears um, mm-hmm. as his coworker. And then they hang out outside of work, and you're like, oh, okay, they're they're like friends, friends.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that he felt that part because um, this. I think Stevie comes out more in season two. Which I'm glad, because Stevie is awesome. And um, so funny. Yeah. I, if they ever... I don't know how long this show is going to go on. Can you imagine if they just decide to kill him off?
0: Oh, Which that would be so, so sad. T- that would You're be like, so no. sad. Yeah.
1: No. I don't think they will.
0: It definitely could be a good episode, though. Because I feel like that would make like Rami have an existential crisis. Because it's like his best no. friend. you know.
1: Best friend, yeah. Just kind of... Yeah, it would make him kind of feel like of is you know is God even real you know
0: mm-hmm. and then like how short is life and like all of this Sorry. other like, shit. <laughs>
1: i know if he's already having a crisis he's gonna have even a bigger crisis
0: yep and then okay. episode five so this one starts okay. with rami making out with sarah who okay. call back is the granddaughter um, of the man who ordered a watch and he decides not to see her because he's going to fast for 30 days for Ramadan, and he's like, no sex as well. And it's interesting to see him take this seriously, because he always kind of seems wishy-washy about it, like about being Muslim. And he's like, no, we're going to actually do Ramadan right this
1: year. I know, and then he goes home, and he's like, he's wearing, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's this really long, like, Ebenezer Scrooge gown. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he's sitting there it. on the living room. I know it doesn't fit him. He's sitting there in the living room. And he's, you know, with his family. His family's just watching, you know, a show. I don't know what they're watching. I think they're watching mm-hmm. a show. And, like, Rami's trying to, like, talk to them and, and converse within their religion. And Rami's dad's like, shh, shh, you know, be quiet. We're like, we are watching a show. So it's in, it's kind of funny seeing how their family... But isn't from an older generation doesn't take it as seriously as he does, which is from a younger generation, which should be the opposite.
0: I you would think they would have been more serious about it, but they're like, Nope, we're just gonna watch T V and like ignore this and like just not even worry about it. It's very it's very interesting. It's almost like Rami identifies with it more than they do.
1: Exactly. Which is really interesting to see because like I said earlier, this isn't how all Muslim families are. This is just like his experience.
0: Oh, and then he he's like fasting for Ramadan and then he um is eating in the morning and he runs into this guy, Sean, from high school, and he's like ask Sean sees him like praying um on the ground. And Sean is like, Hey, can you please pray for my mom? And Rami's like, Yeah, like totally and sean's like well do it now
1: <laughs> yeah like, i was like get on the
0: ground and do it now
1: <laughs> i know i was like what and so he like makes him get it like he's like are you gonna um take off your shoes
0: he was like yeah just like do the whole like nine for me uh it was so funny i felt like that was so awkward
1: he prays for that guy's mom and then they go they go to the mosque they go back to the mosque because it's yes, I know so it's go, back on, the so go back to the mosque.
0: Then um... also Mo was wearing a tracksuit. A tracksuit at the at the, the mosque. Track suit tracksuit, yeah. And I was Hell like, yeah. "Oh my god, that is so funny." It was like very like Tony Soprano vibes. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: the drip. <laughs> yes,
0: the drip.
1: <laughs> and then um, it's like, oh, my cousin's visiting, and she's looking for a husband. <laughs> so Rami gets like interviewed by her. Yeah, and she's basically like, "Well, you could be a candidate," and then he blows it. Mm-hmm. Completely. What does he say? Everybody says that he blows up. Oh, in.
0: she um she asks him like, "Where do you see yourself like in five years and ten years?" And he's like, "Well, I just like to take it day by day." Um, and he oh she calls it off though once he says that she he doesn't know arabic and she's like yeah, well, I want my kids yeah. to learn arabic and he's like well it could be like a bonding experience you
1: could do it together exactly like, no
0: oh she also asked him which i don't know why i thought it was so funny she asked him like how much of the quran he has memorized and he's like i have the classics memorized <laughs> and i feel like that's me i'm just like yeah i know like noah's ark like adam and eve you know i know the classics, classics. like <laughs>
1: um and then
0: um this is also where rami starts to get real messy real fast
1: yeah yeah we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second i just want to talk about we'll mm-hmm. get that right now i just talk about <laughs> like there was this guy that was talking to rami and then mo comes in he's like hey hey buddy no no, no it's fine he's with me and then <laughs> Rami's like, Rami's like, why'd you do that? I was talking to that guy. And he's like, no, he's, an F- he's undercover with the FBI. Like, they're everywhere. It was so good. So he's, during Ramadan, whatever, he meets Salma, is her name, I think? Salma. hmm And she's freaking out because, like, she needs to get home to her son because he has sick. He needs his insulin, I believe. And then, but there's somebody blocking her car. She's like, do you have a silver sedan? Do you have a silver sedan? I think that's the car. And Robbie's Mm -hmm. like, it's fine, it's fine, like, we'll, you know, like, we'll, I'll I'll, I'll help you, I'll take you, I'll walk with you home. So, they're at Salma's house, and, you know, the kid's asleep, and Salma's talking to him, and they're just bonding, they eat peanut butter and sandwich, peanut butter sandwiches, and then they sleep together, hooray!
0: he sleeps with a married woman, and
1: And I like-
0: As soon as he, like, walked in, like, to her house, I was like, oh, no. I know exactly where this is going, and it's nowhere good.
1: Nowhere good. Nowhere good. My, oh, my. So, yeah, this is where it gets super messy, and then the kid walks in. Is he say, are you a bad oh, guy? Oh, yeah, and he's like, are you nah, a bad guy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. Are you a bad guy?
1: <laughs> I wrote that down.
0: I did like, also, when she was talking, she mentioned, like, Being a modern Muslim woman, she is expected to work as well as, like, parent and be an an at-home, or not an at-home mother, but, like, in charge of, like, all of the house stuff as well. Um, And I thought that was a really, like, important thing, because she's kind of, like, juggling all of these things, whereas, like, a more traditional husband um arguably a probably misogynist husband would be like no you're not fit to work like just stay at home you know
1: yeah that's such a modern take too Mm -hmm. it's like i i really didn't know that i was a real thing honestly i really thought that just kind of get married and stay home Mm -hmm. we're homemakers Um, Mm -hmm. yeah homemakers especially from her generation because she is a lot older than
0: yeah she almost seems like somewhere between his age and his parents age so, you would think that, like, her husband was more traditional. But, I don't know. Maybe money's just tight. <laughs> Maybe that's why he mm. lets her work or something. God. But, I mean, they
1: have a nice house.
0: True. They did have a really nice house.
1: It's like, and dang. It,
0: they have, like, a child who is diabetic. So, like, they have to afford all of, like, that Medicine. medication and stuff as exactly. well. Um, let's see. Episode six. Oh, this is Dina's episode. Yeah, oh, Dina's yes. episode. You want to kick right.
1: us off? So it starts off with uh, Dina's dad is giving her the talk. But he's kind of like confusing the shit out of her. Because one day a man is going to come into your life and he's going to love you. You're going to have to, you know, give up part of your life to be with... Like, he's just saying gibberish at this point And she's like, Huh? literally she's like what you know that's literally every brown kid's worst nightmare and experience is like (laughs) i i mean i never had the talk so i don't know what that's like
0: it's like me it's awkward (laughs) it's awkward and it's confusing and like i very much got a similar talk to dina where it's like you know the devil like possesses you and like it's not sacred unless it's like with your with your spouse and like once you do it you can never like undo it very much jane the virgin and like the crushing of the flower um yeah i had a very similar experience to that so I hundred percent relate
1: yeah and then um and so she's kyle. studying yeah with kyle, she <laughs> kyle oh god why guys and everything um <laughs> so we learned that she's getting her master's in anthropology she meets Kyle, and they have, like, flirty banter. They're super cute. At first, I'm rooting for them. I'm like, oh, he's cute.
0: Mm-hmm. They seem to have really oh. cute, again, A24 flirty banter.
1: Um. Um, the chemistry <laughs> is so good. Yes, very good. This episode really made me so mad because of the double standards mm-hmm. you see as a Hispanic woman being the only girl in the family. It's just it's me and my brother. It's like, you know, relatable. And, yeah. with Dina like do no no bad. Mm-hmm. He could he could quite literally crash the car and his mom would probably be like, you know, you know, it's probably an accident and someone else caused it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's just like the double standard in this episode specifically really jumps out at you it's just like wow um moms always take the brother's sides always but in this case like dad is kind of neutral because he doesn't take her side but he doesn't defend her either
0: yeah he just kind of lets mom do her thing
1: yeah which is just kind of like judge her
0: (laughs) yeah especially because like she lets rami pretty much do whatever like he's like "Oh, i'm gonna go out and she's like okay bye and then with Dina, it's like, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? How long are you going to be out? Very, very double standard. Very sexist. The yeah, worst. like
1: be home by nine. Mm-hmm. She's 25.
0: Yeah, and she's literally doing a master's.
1: And then like, the part that got to me was like, you you know, you have to keep this door open. I'm like, she's 25 years old. Excuse me.
0: Right? Oh my god, that got me too. Like, that was right after she had like that... Uh, nightmare where everyone rocks
1: in on her having sex yes holy crap that one i thought it was real i forgot i totally forgot I that it was, it was a nightmare mm-hmm. totally forgot that it was a nightmare i was like oh my god but, but really then i remembered when the daughter. uncle came in yeah mm-hmm. when rami came in i was like oh okay it's a nightmare
0: yeah because he's like oh i'm gonna just go out and she's like, "Okay, I love you." <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, "What?" That like whole thing gave me like midsummer vibes. Oh yeah, where, like the the girl is like with Christian, and then Florence Pugh like walks in, and it just like yeah. has this like weird like montage. It gave me the same exact energy. Just it's we're like just eight twenty pouring it up in this series.
1: <laughs> yes, and then my favorite part of this episode was when. She's getting ready, um, for her date, and her she strained her hair. And sh- as she's leaving, like her uncle was like, "Dina, did you strain your hair?" And you know, he says a bunch of stuff. She calls him out. She's like, "No, if you weren't my uncle, like you basically would be catcalling me. Like, are you attracted to me?" And I was like, "Yes, Dina, tell him." Get him. Get him. <laughs> the dad is just the dad is just there. He doesn't say anything, which is weird.
0: Yeah, it's like they are afraid to, like, stand up to their own, but they also don't stop their daughter from doing anything. It's very, it's like an interesting neutral ground of, like, I'm just not going to get involved and pretend like this isn't happening, mm-hmm. even though it's right in front of your face.
1: Exactly. Um what else happened? So she's... Okay, so she's... Um, A date. He goes to Kyle's. Yeah. He goes on her date. And he's being really weird. Like, at first, he's really nice. Like, he's like... uh, He made uh, hummus. Homemade hummus, which is very cute. It then, seems like he
0: was very thoughtful at the beginning.
1: He's very thoughtful. But then it got weird when he was like... You hey, strain your hair. Like, I kind of like... You know, your natural curls." Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, no... <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. From then on, you were like, like "Oh, uh, it's like a, it's like a fetish thing or something." Yikes.
1: Yeah. You know. So then they start making out and stuff, and Kyle's just being super weird. He's asking her to like speak Arabic, and she's like, "Why?" All I could think of was like, "This is why we hate white men." <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, "She, she's like, can we just pretend that I'm like a white girl?" And he's like, "No." <laughs>
1: he's like like, "Mm,
0: no we can't do that she's like can we just have normal sex and he's like no
1: yeah and then when he was like like what position do you want me she's like oh um i'm fine with all any of them with all of them and he's like oh have you done this before he was so lost
0: and he did was not helpful and he was the worst and he just made everything worse and then he just like the more kyle talked the more pissed i got
1: <laughs> yeah because then basically. he was like nobody
0: wants to look at my art because like i'm not a person of color and i'm not trans and he's like sometimes i just wish that like i was like don't say it don't say <laughs> it
1: <laughs> uh, and then she I walks out you <laughs> yes i felt so bad for her because it must be really hard dating being a muslim woman that's expected to like get married to a muslim man and have kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that um, like when she's talking to her friends like she's at a friend's house talking to her friends about um dating and like her friend like has had sex before and she's like wait what like you've had sex before already so she feels that pressure she's 25 years old still virgin like She's feeling that pressure, but at the same time, like, all the men that want her, just want her, they're just already thinking of her as a a wife, you know what I mean? Not Mm -hmm. as a person, just as a wife.
0: And it's like, when you're just dating, you know, it can, it can start off casually and go into something more serious with time. It's not like, okay, is this my wife from the first date? That's like a terrible, that's a terrible approach. In my opinion.
1: <laughs> you know, and it's like, dude, just take it easy. Take it slow. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure that you could get her without being like, you're, you know, a potential wife. Like, just get a coffee and talk about something, you know, and that's a yeah, just, really. I mean, that really would be a turn off. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. This feels so bad for Dina because I love her. And yeah, this is why we hate white men. This specific episode.
0: <laughs> this specific episode. I know. Especially because, like, going to UT and stuff, there's so many freaking yeah. Kyles there. Just it's
1: Kyles the there,
0: There's Kyles everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then, then they gave him the whitest name, Kyle. Kyle.
0: And he's like, say it in Arabic.
1: <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> no, like, it's, it's just Kyle. It's just
0: Kyle. <laughs> I don't know oh, why I was laughing so hard. I thought it was so funny.
1: <laughs> love it so much. Kyle. Okay. Um, do you have anything else for episode six that you liked?
0: No, not in particular. I think the the dynamic with her friends, I think really... Like, showed a lot as well about her, of just her struggles as an Egyptian woman with, like, immigrant parents who has these expectations for her and whether or not she should even bother trying to meet them. Especially when Rami just gets to do whatever he wants.
1: Literally, whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. He came home the next day, remember? The next morning. Next morning. And she
0: was literally already studying and he just, like, walked in, like, it was, it was so casual.
1: No, and I'm just like, what? If I ever came home the next day, I would be six feet under, for sure. Yep.
0: I would never be allowed to leave the house ever again. At least if and I live be- with my parents.
1: Yeah, I would never be allowed to leave and get the mail, to be honest. <laughs>
0: to get the mail, no! <laughs> <laughs> never. Just can't leave the house at all. You're under quarantine again.
1: Again. <laughs> Okay, so the next episode's the
0: gonna... mom's episode.
1: Yeah, the mom's episode. Um you wanna lead us into this one?
0: Yeah. So okay. you get a lot of the vibes from the beginning that mom is feeling um underappreciated. She feels very lonely. She doesn't feel like she has any friends. Um this is kind of shown through her not getting any likes on a Facebook post. And Rami's like, yes, you posted it. You just like haven't got any likes yet and she like somberly walks past a gym full of like women like doing pilates and she's like i really want to be there and she just starts to get really sad and lonely um which i think a lot of homemakers especially do because like at least if you are the breadwinner you're at least seeing people at your workplace and she isn't working so she's just kind of at home and starting to feel lonely especially because her children are older and her husband's working um and her husband says she can't join the gym either so she just starts to get really sad it made me kind of depressed honestly to watch this one because she just seemed like she had no way to connect with anybody
1: it really was so it was such a sad episode i just felt so bad for her because i wanted her to have something to look forward to in the morning just to (laughs) wake up just She woke up and she had made food and nobody ate the food. I was like, oh my goodness. You can definitely tell that like she is very, very lonely. Her husband doesn't really pay much attention to her. She starts to get kind of um, discouraged with her family because she asked Rami to take her to the store. Um, And Rami's like, no, like I'm busy. I know I said I would, but I'm busy. But I called an Uber for you. So she has her first Uber experience. She's never been an Uber, which is so funny to me. Cause I, cannot, she, loved I, I yeah, she loved it she loved it because I can't, I can't imagine my parents in um, an uber an uber like if my mom was ever in, if my mom would never get in an uber first of all like she'd be like i don't know this person same
0: that literally would be my parents every time we like go to like we fly somewhere or go somewhere they're like we're just gonna rent a car and i'm like you know we could just uber and they're like, no, I don't want to get, like, a random vehicle. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't She's even know Uber. what to say to that.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> So she has her first Uber experience with a really nice person. Um, so that sets the tone for the rest of her Uber experiences. So she has this. Mm-hmm. She decides to become an Uber driver. I think it's Lyft. She becomes a Lyft driver.
0: Yeah, she becomes a Lyft driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she
1: becomes a Lyft driver.
0: And, and all her clients suck. <laughs>
1: Yes, all of her, like, all of her rights have been so bad. She gets a really low rating. Like, the Lyft company is like, okay, you have really low ratings. They're going to activate your account because you have low ratings.
0: Even though she's just trying to be, like, friendly and make conversation, they're like, nope, we don't want that. So we're just going to give you two stars, which is so
1: horrible because she's
0: just she just wants to have conversation and make friends because she doesn't have that at home
1: i know and it made me so sad but also she doesn't have like proper social cues with other people because she's you know she's not from this country Just fine like commenting she, on people's looks yeah commenting on people's looks and you know that girl was obviously offended but mm-hmm. you can clearly tell that she didn't mean it that way no but yeah she thought other she was people, being helpful Mm -hmm. yeah she thought she was being helpful she doesn't have the show cues to just be like oh okay this person's uncomfortable i'm gonna stop talking especially in like the car
0: i feel like that also makes it like even harder to like tell if someone's uncomfortable because she's in the front Mm -hmm. and the person's in the back you know
1: yeah so it's um the the one that got me was like that blonde lady who like like oh she offered her the food Mm -hmm. the the lady's like you know what you could just drop me off here
0: i know and she
1: throws all the food out made me so sad
0: because yeah she's just uh, she's trying so hard to be friends and be friendly and nobody nobody was biting at all nobody was was
1: down and then she meets um this guy who speaks French, and she speaks french and um they like really hit it off they become really good friends like they have so much in common and stuff like that and like she, f- she sees she sees this opportunity of being like okay i have a friend is this gonna be more than a friend she's already thinking about that
0: yeah so she, she kind of reminds me she connects with him
1: yeah she connects with him she, it kind of reminds me of like like a high school per like a high school girl and the football player talks to her one time and she's just like we're gonna get married
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yes that's what it reminded me of I was, cinderella oh, story no. or
0: something
1: <laughs> yes and nothing seems to really go right for her and she gets ready to go pick up her new friend and she even puts on earrings she puts on makeup She gets super-duper dressed up just to find out that this man is married.
0: Yep, and not interested in having an affair, it looks like.
1: (laughs) But she was. It looked like she was the one that wanted an affair, which I'm just like, what? What?" Right?
0: It was very shocking, especially because she seems so, like, traditional and proper and... She's kind of the one seeking it out in this episode,
1: exactly. And then just being a Muslim woman, it's like if she heard of someone else doing this, she would be like, "That's wrong. Like you're married, you know." Mm -hmm. But I don't. It makes
0: you feel. Oh, what were you gonna say?
1: I don't think that she was thinking as a Muslim woman. I just think she was thinking as like a woman, just. Mm Someone
0: who's lonely, yeah. It almost makes you feel for uh, Salma a bit too, because you kind of Uh almost see it from Salma's perspective of like why you would
1: cheat. Yeah, for sure because the husband just doesn't pay attention and mm-hmm. she just feels overworked overstressed and also just super underappreciated it's like mm-hmm. you feel like you're just you're doing everything on your own and you don't feel like you're married you're married but you don't feel like you're a part of a team anymore
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's really sad it's really sad that they oh. feel that they need to like resort to that you know, instead of trying to work through it.
1: And then so she gets left, I imagine. She does quit left. And she goes home. Right. And she's watching something with her husband. And then it just gets really weird from the... I was like, I did not expect that at all.
0: Right? It just seemed so out of the blue. They just, like, started doing it on the couch out of nowhere. I was like, what out is nowhere. going on? And
1: then he's just like, oh, okay, we're done. Let me go back to watching the game. And she's like, oh, all right. He's like,
0: oh, okay, that's it. But it also was, like, that is almost all that she needed was just, like, that little bit of attention and that little bit of, like, feeling appreciated. Because they, they really yeah. didn't make it seem like she minded him going back to TV. She was just like, okay, we're, like, on to something different now. Um, so yeah. she really needed that little bit of attention, and then she was fine.
1: She was fine, yeah. She That's all she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, she just needed to let out some stress. <laughs> Is yes. what she needed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like they didn't even check if anybody was home? Oh my god. She I know that's literally what I was loud.
0: the whole time because they were so loud and like they don't let Dina go anywhere. So I'm like, Oh my I'm god. Just, I'm,
1: like, I'm sure Dina's home, like Right.
0: <laughs> you don't let her do anything. So Dina's definitely there.
1: And the door's open because she has to have the door open. <laughs> the door open.
0: <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's so <laughs> true.
1: Okay, so that's the end of episode seven. Really great episode. Really well written, too. Good um, perspective. Alright, episode eight. Mm-hmm. Alright, so in this episode, it starts off with um, Rami is in bed with Sama, and he pulls out this fidget spinner. He's like, I got, you know, I forgot the name of the kid, but I Ali. got your son. Ali, mm-hmm. Ali. Got Ali this fidget spinner. Oh, no, he says I got him this, and she's like, what is that? She's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a fidget spinner. And she's like, no, I know what the fuck it is. But like, why did you get in that? Like, because Salma's just kind of like, she kind of, in that moment, it hits her, like, oh my god, I'm having an affair. Oh, so she's like, you know what? Just like, leave, just get out. And so we have a fight, and they, he leaves, and we don't really see Salma anymore in the season, which is for the better, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I not okay. When
0: they were fighting, I really liked when Rami was like. I'm not the one who's married here. Granted, Rami's not actually, he's not exactly in the right, but she is definitely more in the wrong. For When sure. it comes to, like, what's happening in that relationship, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah, so, Salma decides to end it, obviously. And then, as we get back to Salma at the end of the episode, but for now, we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, he so. goes and hangs with his friends after, and they're like, you're a dirty homewrecker. i thought it was so funny
1: yeah so rami takes uh steve to go meet a girl Mm -hmm. he met online online. he met online and then you know rami's just kind of concerned because he's like okay well like you know you don't know this girl i was laughing so much i wrote this down i wrote when i guess because stevie was planning on like you know having sex with the girl hmm well Rami asked him like do you plan on like doing anything and Rami I mean Steve is like well like what are we gonna do like play bumper cards like I could not stop laughing yes because when
0: he was like is she in a wheelchair too
1: yeah <laughs> like, no no like, what, what are we gonna do play bumper cards <laughs> I could not stop laughing <laughs> then it just gets um kind of crazy after that so uh Rami goes to buy alcohol it was a Muslim guy at the counter he shows him his ID he's like oh um, you're Muslim too, and then he sees that he's buying alcohol and condoms, and Rami's like, "No, no, no! It's it's not for me. My it's friend. for my friend." Yeah, it's like, "Well, I need to meet your friend,"
0: and he's like, "That's complicated," and he's like, "No, I like need to meet him."
1: That's really that was probably my favorite part of that episode.
0: Yeah, because it just gets so it goes so downhill after that. Because you start off at such a high note of like, oh, Steve's going on like a date with a girl, and then you like get there and you're like, oh, she is in high school, cool, 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 cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, and she's a train wreck. She's drunk and she's high. And her um,
0: friend's not any better too. Her friend is like suicidal as well. So that her sister. Oh, that's her sister. I thought that was her that's friend. Her sister. Oh my yeah. god. That makes it so much worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's her little sister because she has freaking braces on.
0: When she like sings that song, the betrayal song. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I love Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> She's like betrayal, betrayal. I'm like I love jealousy, jealousy by Olivia Rodrigo. Jealousy, jealousy.
1: A stream <laughs> of Yep, um,
0: stream of
1: <laughs> It just goes downhill from there because Steve goes into the bedroom with um the girl. I don't even know her name. Uh, Michaela. Kayla. You're good with names. Like I always forget people's names. Oh yeah,
0: I wrote I wrote them all down.
1: <laughs> okay. So I only know Selma Selma because she's she plays the mom in never have i ever oh, Uh-huh. plays the mom but yeah anyway. um so stevie goes into the bedroom and they're kind of just talking and they're drinking and stuff like that it just goes crazy because the girl gets super wasted super high and she just starts okay. throwing up and she passes out
0: it's terrible. And then Rami has to break
1: down the door. Yeah, when he has to kick like he had to kick it. Um the girl's like, No, you have to do it like the picture, like the wiki house says. I like, like,
0: like it. I felt that. She's <laughs> like, like anytime giving I need all these something. directions and he's she's like not even helping. <laughs> she's not even the one doing it.
1: <laughs> and then like when he finally breaks down the door, like she's like She's breathing, but like she's not. She's not well, so they have to take her to the hospital because they don't want to call the cops because that would look really bad. Uh huh. Take her to the hospital. Well, with Ahmed because that's the only doctor they know. So they have to take her to Ahmed. And And Ahmed takes
0: her through the back door to help her. Yeah, good friend.
1: So episode was kind of very messy. It was kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah, it was very like Steve centered, but then it was like, oh my god, what is happening? It just made it so chaotic. (laughs)
1: as soon as we got there i was like this is not gonna end well
0: literally but
1: overall like stevie had a decent time he's like because he got to make out with her Mm -hmm. it might have not ended well but he at least got to make out with a girl that he thought was nice and pretty you know
0: yeah for sure and he also like he also mentions a little earlier in the episode how like he has like very limited options because he like doesn't get to go out and huh. it just really made me feel for him, too. Like, he was like, I just, like, I really need this. Because, like, he can't go anywhere without assistance. And it's typically his mom and not Rami. So it's like, you're not going to, like, tell your mom to drop you off at a date in your 20s, you know?
1: Exactly. Um, I just felt like um he's so right about that. And it makes, because mm-hmm. Rami was kind of being kind of um kind of a dick throughout the whole day. Kind of being like, no, maybe you shouldn't do that. Mm Because he wasn't thinking about the fact that, yes, Stevie has very limited options. Like, so, you, you know, he needs to help him any way that he can.
0: Yeah. Even if he just offered to, like, take him on more dates or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Rami wasn't being really helpful at all. Like, even if he didn't want Steve to, like, do this, he could have at least been like, hey, like, I'll take you on another date. Or, like, I'll, like, do something for you in the future, you know? Instead, he was just like, no, don't do it! With, like, no alternatives. And, like, obviously, Steve's not going to take
1: that. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I, th- I hopefully that Stevie gets, like, a, a better episode in, in season the next two. season. Because, like, I want to just see more of Stevie and, like, his story and, like, what he is and stuff like that. Because he cracks me up. He's so funny. So, s- after Rami drops off Stevie, he goes home and his his dad's in the living room and which is strange for Rami because his parents kind of don't ever care where he is but this time Rami's dad is like I just got off the phone with my friend um who says that uh his marriage is really really bad and he's and his wife's been having an affair with you Rami yikes yikes yeah so that (laughs) happens which is like what (laughs) I totally forgot that that happened
0: yeah that was like oh god that's scary i don't know how i would feel if like my parents ever found out i did something like that
1: oh my god
0: not that i would ever end up in that situation but like if i did and my parents found out about it that would just be like mortifying
1: exactly oh my
0: god also rami's dad's kind of scary he like gives a lot of like stern like stern like poc dad vibes you know
1: Uh, yeah for sure he just like he's not like the cool
0: laid-back dad (laughs) Mm. you know like he like is very stern um Mm. a lot of the show so i think that kind of was a little frightening at least for me i was like oh my god i can feel my dad in his character
1: (laughs) i know right same like my dad kind of gives off that like when i know when he's really really mad when he's super duper quiet Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say anything i know he's super mad so yep. yeah i i get it but it, it's weird that it leaves off um with his dad telling rami oh well i know about you and Salma?" but then in episode nine like we don't we don't see what happens after that because the episode ends right there where he's just like i know what you did and then it cuts off like the episode ends
0: yeah it doesn't really get resolved in any at any point later on um I mean, it's kind of assumed that he breaks it off, right? But it's also, like, I would be interested to see, like, how that conversation went. Like, what else did his dad say about it? Does his dad tell his mom? Like, it's
1: very open-ended. It's super open-ended. Like, I just, I don't even know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Because episode 9, he just straight up goes to Egypt. He just runs away to Egypt.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there was probably this, like, un written conversation between him and his dad where his dad is like i like have not raised you well obviously and like i need you to go to egypt to like find yourself and like reconnect with like us and our heritage and our people and like that sort of thing i feel like that's probably what happened but they don't explicitly show that or even tell you it's just like okay you're going to egypt bye um
1: yeah i know and it But do you think that that was Rami's decision to go to Egypt or his dad's?
0: It seems like a little bit of both. I think his dad probably was like, I'm going to give you not even an ultimatum, but just like, I'm going to tell you that you need to do something different. And I'm not going to tell you what it is you need to do, but you need to do something. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think he probably was, like, maybe, like, enroll back in school or, again, go to, like, visit family or, like, move out. Like, do something to, like, reinvigorate your life.
1: hmm Do to something like, is pretty much.
0: Yeah, to get out of this, like, dark space. And since Rami has been so, throughout the season, interested in his culture and interested in learning more about, like, what's going on and... How, like, quote unquote, how Muslim he really is. Um, I think that kind of seemed like the logical conclusion for the both of them to be like, okay, this makes sense for me to go to Egypt. And this makes sense for me to be like my life changing event.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you know what? And when he does go to Egypt, which is episode nine, the next episode, I guess we should just jump to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode nine. He's more interested in, like, the historical <laughs> sides. Like, he wants to see the pyramids. But his cousin's like, no, 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 no. Like, let's party. And Rami's like, no, I, I just want to see, like, museums and, and a- anything historical. Like, I just want to be with my family. Mm-hmm. And his cousin's like, uh, uh, okay, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think his cousins are more... uh they're more, like, Americanized than he's thinking. I feel like he's thinking, like, oh, well, they live in Egypt. They must be, like, very traditional and they must be, like, super Muslim and very practicing. And so I'm going to go back to these, like, traditions when in reality, they're just, like, very Americanized and very, like, yeah, we go to clubs. We do, like, what, like, everyone our age fucking does, you know? like
1: We drink. We do drugs. Just, we're you know, we're just doing the American thing.
0: Yeah, the way everyone else, like, probably in the world that is in that age range probably does you know it's like a very and even
1: like and even the grandpa is talking about how he likes donald trump you remember Mm -hmm. that yeah i'm just like yeah that's that's also very uh americanized because a lot of people of color here i mean you know they like they like donald trump so it's not anything new
0: yeah it was interesting to see that represented because i think on an international scale A lot of people that are considered conservative in their countries also like Donald Trump. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we also kind of get fed this narrative that, like, oh, like, every single person in the world must hate Donald Trump as much as, you know, the Americans do. But that's not true. I think a lot of of people in a lot of different places really like him, whether it's because he says interesting things or it's because they in some cases agree with him or they see him as like this strong figure. Like he has like surprisingly more of a global following than people realize.
1: It's just like the cousin said that their generation suffers from Stockholm Syndrome, which is so funny.
0: (laughs) But it's (laughs) so so true though they're like I don't even know how to explain it. They're just kind of blinded by it. They're just so invested in him. Um, And, I mean, I understand being interested in him as a character as far as, like, he, like, says really weird things. He doesn't sound like a normal politician. But it's a totally different thing to, like, be like, yeah, I love Trump. I, like, support his ideas. I think he's doing great, you know?
1: (laughs) And and Rami just didn't think that going to Egypt was going to be how he thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he's so, he's so shook that everyone is not even as strict on the religion anyway. Like he was telling his cousin, like, oh, like, uh, you're so lucky that you got to go to the war and stuff like that. And his cousin's like, dude, we don't talk about the war. Like, we saw people die. Like, we don't want to talk about that, especially like in a a social setting. Like, you know, you're bringing everyone down. And um, he says something about like, um, instead of dude, where's my car, dude, where's my country?
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the title of the episode, too, I think.
1: Dude, where's my country, yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's interesting, too, because I think Rami didn't take into perspective that because they had just had a revolution and because of, like, the way the politics is in the country at the time when he's visiting, um, people are just trying to relax, <laughs> you know? Aww. And, like, for some people, that is, like... Maybe not taking religion as seriously, maybe going out more, maybe drinking more, like that sort of thing. Um, And I think he kind of didn't take that into consideration when he went there. So he just assumed like, oh, it must be this like very religious practicing place when in reality, a lot of them are struggling because they saw people die. They had family members die and like that sort of thing will shake your religious and cultural values
1: exactly like his cousin was kind of like well you know i saw people die in front of me like i don't i don't know where god is but he's not here and he wasn't mm-hmm. here during the revolution because he just you know he let this stuff happen yep and um rami was so taken aback by that he was like how can you know how could you say something like that you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um how could you be muslim and think something like that yep. um but it, it's true i mean his cousin's right like it's not something that people want to talk about especially like at a party he was literally at a party and i'm just like um come on rami like just have fun and don't drink the water
0: (laughs) yeah you can't bring that sort of thing up when people are trying to like have a good time that's just not okay i also wanted to point out i thought it was really interesting that his cousin kept calling him the n-word and rami was like i don't know how to like i don't know how to feel about this
1: um, you can't say that dude
0: yeah exactly and then he's like no but like you know we're black like we're like in northern africa and i'm like mm, it's definitely yeah, a gray like, area
1: yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was basically like, uh. Yeah, I know. I totally forgot they calling him the N word. Um, <laughs> but it kind of goes back to the episode of the nine eleven episode where he's where Rami's telling his friends like, No, I'm I'm from Egypt. Like I'm basically I'm basically black. I'm basically black, yeah. Um so he ends up drinking the water. Um and then he gets really, really sick from the water, which was funny, which is uh the comedic relief here. Sick yes, for like a the whole night. And then the the most uh, dramatic thing that happened was uh meets this girl um that's like really really pretty when he's like shitting oh, when his she brains knows his out cousin. yeah it's As his cousin he
0: figures out yeah
1: like what are you doing here <laughs>
0: <laughs> god while well, he's like literally shitting his mind out <laughs>
1: I know her name um so shoddy shoddy is the cousin and then amani is the girl cousin that he has a crush on which is um pretty gross to be honest
0: yeah it's very uh weird it's an interesting like setup especially because the whole time like the whole season really he's like oh i don't like you know i don't like muslim girls i don't i don't vibe with that i don't do that he like doesn't like egyptian girls and then suddenly he meets his cousin and he's like well, maybe I do. Like, no, Maybe
1: I do. Why did your
0: cousin change your mind? <laughs>
1: well, it, it's just so weird because his um his friends know about it. His friends are like, it's fine. It's fine that she's your cousin. Like, I mean, you'll be keeping it in the family. Like, it's fine.
0: Ridiculous.
1: That's not fine. No,
0: ridiculous. They're just, yeah. like, covering for him. And I'm like, you don't want to have to do that.
1: Um, is it the end of episode 9? I think it is. Yeah, it
0: ends with her seeing him uh, in the bathroom. the bathroom. And they, like, run into each other in the hallway. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, uh, hello, I'm your cousin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so episode 10. um, The last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still in Egypt. I believe he... Is on his way to, like, does his grandpa live, like, near the pyramids?
0: I, I feel like you couldn't really tell, but kind in of. The desert. very far out. Yeah, he does not live yeah. in the city. He very much lives, like, in the like desert there. somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he gets, so some guy takes him, but then he gets, like, car trouble and um just decides to walk. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to walk. He walks and then he starts hallucinating.
0: Yeah, he like starts having like visions <laughs>
1: of the camel.
0: God, and then his cousin, of course. I was like, no, not the cousin.
1: The cousin, she's like, yeah. Are you are you okay? Like, we should shower. We should take a shower. And I was like, no.
0: So bad. Like, you are not, not
1: going to do this. you are not going to do this. Just you wait. <laughs> oh no. And then, so he gets to his grandpa's house, and he's super happy to see his grandpa. His grandpa is so excited to see him. I think this is the best part of Rami's trip to Egypt. And he's so happy to be meeting his grandpa, and they have, like, a heart-to-heart. And then, you know, wanna you want to go ahead and say what happens next?
0: Yeah, so then he dies. (laughs) And it's, like, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of sad, especially because grandpa is like, Rami, I like have so much to teach you. I'm like so excited that you're here. I have so much advice to give you. And then he doesn't ever get to hear any of it. yeah, Um, Which is so heartbreaking, but also very good comedic relief.
1: Like it was like kind of
0: funny, but I was also like this kind of sad.
1: (laughs) It's so sad. And then like um, before Rami finds him on the floor, like in the bedroom, they have Pictures of like Rami and Adina when they were kids, and like Rami and Steve when they were kids. Mm I thought that was so sweet. And Rami's like, "Grandpa, where'd you get this?" And you know, the It's
0: Sad. Grandpa
1: died. And And it's so sad too
0: because they never like. I don't know. The pictures really got me because like my grandma used to do the same thing, and I was like, "Dang!" Even when like. You know, my like shit cousins don't visit her, or like even like, you know, whatever, even if she's mad at me or something, like she still like is always like always has my picture up, you know. And it's like with Rami, it's like he literally hasn't seen Rami since he was a kid, and he still has this picture in his mirror that he looks in every morning. Like that's Mm. it's so beautiful and sad.
1: It was, it was so nice. It was so sweet. That's why I was like, wait, what the heck? He died already? Like it happened so fast too.
0: Mm-hmm. It was, like, um, all very quick. I feel like the the scene where he's, like, having visions is almost longer than him being with his grandma. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and so then they have the funeral for him. Amani's there, of course, and she, like, pretends to shoot herself. And Rami's like, did you just pretend to shoot yourself at grandpa's funeral? <laughs> and then it just gets weird after that. Um,
0: they start hanging out
1: they start hanging out they go pray together they go to a mosque and they go pray together and i don't like how they look at each other from across the room it just made me all kinds of uncomfortable
0: oh yeah the way they even like start that whole bit is like you know where this is going as soon as they start hanging out <laughs> and she's like oh yeah. you know we need to like hang out you know because we're cousins and i haven't gotten alone time with you and i'm like Maybe she said a long time i <laughs> already know where this is going
1: exactly Um, I never hang out, I never ask my cousins to hang out one-on-one, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's weird, I feel like you would go out with, like, like, your cousin and whoever their siblings are, you know what I mean? Like, you would go out with, like, her and, like, her brother, you wouldn't just go out with, like, her, unless it's, like, a very specific, like, we need to go shopping for your brother, (laughs) like, something really specific, (laughs) where they, like, can't be there, you know?
1: Yeah, but other than that, it's just weird.
0: It it is a very weird,
1: just like, like this is up. weird, very weird. <laughs> uh. So then they're like talking and talking, and then I think they're like at a bridge or something, and then it starts to rain. I'm like, of course it would rain, of course. Um, and then they kiss, and they they, <sighs> they talk about. They're like, no, but where? I don't like the conversation they have either. They were like, but where? cousins like they say cousins like 10 times and i was like yes your cousins like stop kissing keep
0: kissing in between the like cousins kiss cousins kiss and i'm like stop (laughs) stop it
1: i had to close my eyes i couldn't deal with it
0: (laughs) and then rami is like who cares that we're cousins i'm like literally everyone
1: please literally stop it like no i can't wait for what dina's gonna say about it oh my god that's gonna you know, be i to say.
0: i wonder who they're even gonna tell and like how they're gonna break it to them are they even gonna like say anything like i would be embarrassed personally but it's also like rami sounds like he wants to like pursue something with her so they're gonna have to say something
1: okay so here is one i'm only gonna tell you uh, the only thing one of the only things i remember about season two so, Rami goes back home the first episode, I think. So, Rami goes back home, and then, like, second or third episode, Amani comes to visit. Oh, yeah. Um, and after that, I don't remember what happens, so we'll see.
0: That is fun. <laughs> That'll be a fun, sexy time, right? <laughs>
1: Some, someone's about to find out. Yeah, I mean, the sprints already know, Amit mm-hmm. and Mo, like, they already know.
0: But yeah, they could tell from like the minute he called them, they were like, "Oh, okay. you're gonna get it on with your cousin." <laughs> He's like, "No," and we're like, mm,
1: "Yeah, oh, probably." I don't know about that probably, yeah. And so that's the end of episode ten. It's the finale. Yeah. Okay. That so. Was a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: that last episode was a lot, honestly. It's A heavy
0: like, note to end on, but very. I don't we'll, know. We'll push through. We'll move forward.
1: <laughs> Want to know? Why Rami Youssef himself decided to write this specific storyline? I just want to know when and how he came up with it, and why.
0: You know? Yeah it it does seem like such a weird note to end on. However, I will say from like uh a writing perspective it is a great cliffhanger i'm very interested mm-hmm. to watch season two so that's a mm. good thing right but the bad thing is you kiss your cousin and this is kind this of is like true. semi-autobiographical at least to me it seems that way similar to master yeah. None. so i'm like uh do you did you and your cousin <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> oh no I don't think that, like, we were we were supposed to know that. I think Rami was kind of like, this is fiction, guys. This is just fiction. All his cousins um, are like, hmm. <laughs> all his cousins are like, was it you? They're Did like...
0: you? You and Rami? <laughs> all the girls are, like, getting together. Like, who hooked up with Rami?
1: Ooh. Anybody? <laughs> it was at their grandpa's funeral, too. Um,
0: they're like, we're just emotional. And I'm like... I don't know who kisses their cousins when they're emotional.
1: I don't want to talk to anyone when I'm emotional.
0: Right? Like you just want to like sit in your room and like suffer by yourself. You don't want to like make mm-hmm. up with your cousin.
1: What was your favorite episode and Lee's favorite episode of the season?
0: My favorite episode was probably Dina's episode. Um, I think that is really where you start to see a shift in the show. You don't just see it from Rami's perspective. You start to see show from like the show from other characters' perspectives, like what's going on with Dina, what's going on with mom, um, you kind of get a lot of insight, I think, into the Egyptian culture a little bit more, especially once you start to see, like, the double standard that she faces with her parents. Um, and I think that's not just true of Egyptian culture. It's true in a lot of, like, minority cultures. Um, I know it's true in Hispanic cultures as well, so... Mm. I would say Dina's episode is probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, cuz it just comes to show that like misogyny is everywhere.
0: Yep, it's culturally reinforced to ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What about you? What was your favorite?
1: Um my favorite was definitely, I've got to say, um Adina's was a close second, but my favorite was probably episode 4, which was the 9/11 episode mm-hmm. because I love how it was I love how he structured it. I love how he structured that episode and how he wrote it. Because he could have just done an episode where 9-11 happens while he's in school. And then his parents talk to him about how um, he has to face these kind of uh, racist issues and how he's going to have to deal with it because this is how the world is. But he didn't. He did something completely different. He had Osama bin Laden come into a dream and speak to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is... It's just... That was so crazy. And then I like how he put... You know, nine eleven is it was a tragedy. I like how he puts in the masturbating part to just kind of like you know have a balance there between like dark comedy and just something really serious. Okay. Um, so that was definitely my favorite episode. Yeah, for sure.
0: No, that definitely was a close second for me too. I think it was very um, insightful and not just in like a, like you said, we're going to sit down and have this conversation. It was very like visual, um, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier with like putting the flag outside and just having his parents get like dirty looks and just like being mistreated at school. It was very, like, you could see all of it, not just, like, we're gonna have one conversation and then this episode's gonna be over. <laughs> you know? What would you say for your least favorite?
1: I'm gonna say my least favorite was probably episode 8, which is the one where Rami takes Stevie to meet that girl. Mm-hmm. Simply because it was, that episode was kind of all over the place. Like, at the beginning, he's fighting with Sama, and then Stevie meets with this girl, but you know ended up not working out and i feel like just it was all over the place and then yeah best part of that episode was probably at the very end where the drama happens and rami's dad finds out about the affair but overall i think that episode was kind of my least favorite because it it was kind of just a little bit boring to be honest um so i'm gonna say episode eight what about yours
0: Mine was probably, I'm like looking at my notes, I'm kind of leaning towards nine. Not because I don't like that Rami went to Egypt, but I think it was just more uh, random. <laughs> and I felt like it was, it didn't feel super cohesive from the previous episode. I would have liked mm-hmm. to see, again, more about how they came to that conclusion and like huh. the conversations. I'm also curious of like how him and his parents left off on that relationship because they didn't really touch on that either of like is his dad has his dad forgiven him does is his dad sending him away because he's angry with him is this a mutual decision and i mean we can definitely speculate but we don't know for sure like why he's going what happened how his parents feel about him being the other man for a married woman like there's just so much that's left unsaid to jump into episode nine that i think could have been done differently
1: yeah like episode nine kind of feels like we're starting a new season so yeah definitely doesn't feel cohesive so i get why maybe i get i I guess maybe that's why he did it maybe he wanted to shift the focus off of like sama and himself and just go straight into i'm gonna go to egypt and just deal with that
0: yeah i think there was definitely a shift there Um, I guess I also have been comparing the show a lot to Master of None um, because it's very reminiscent of that. And at the end of Master of None, it's like he is going to um, Italy, but he's not there yet. (laughs) And so I think that's kind of what I was expecting to happen is like 9 and 10, you see like this decision play out and you see him like figuring it out where figuring out where his relationships are going to stand like with him and Sarah with him and his friends because I'm sure word is going to get out of this church as well that he was the other man for this woman at his church um so just About seeing the mosque the, yeah. yeah seeing like the fallout of that I think would have been interesting and then kind of seeing him go to Egypt to get away from all of that um I think would have been more satisfying to me um mm-hmm. but who knows maybe in the second season we'll get more back like, into to that, that mm-hmm. yeah and see like what happened and why did these things happen and how did he end up like where he ended up
1: I think once we once we get to Master of None we'll come back to this and see how they're similar because I <laughs> I do remember the show I just remember mostly that Aziz isn't very religious and like he wants to eat pork and like he wants to date people outside of his religion and culture mm-hmm. it's kind of for the most part what i remember so um we shall see
0: yeah for sure because yeah i think master of none definitely has a lot of parallels um but i think with master of none they focus less on like the religious aspects and more of like the cultural aspects and like what are his parents like cultural expectations for his girlfriend or his future and like it more focuses on that than like being um a certain religion. Yeah,
1: for sure. That's what I remember too. And then Rami will um he's more focused on himself and like trying to be a good muslim and trying to be he wants to party on friday nights, but he also wants to pray on friday nights. So it's like <laughs> yeah, he,
0: <laughs> he doesn't Rami know what to going do. On. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like should I be a good muslim or should I just be a good <laughs> millennial, I guess? Um I've got to say that my Favorite character for sure out of this season was Dina because she is my role model and I love her. And Mm -hmm. my least favorite character is probably Uncle Nassim because for obvious reasons, he's just racist and sexist. Yeah, that's,
0: those are valid. (laughs) I would say my favorite character is as well and my least favorite character god that's a tough one I feel like any of the girls Rami dates I just don't like <laughs> I feel like he just has like bad taste um just even, two white girls yeah literally and then just like down I don't know even down to like his cousin I'm like girl you <laughs> knew what you were doing When you were like, let's hang out alone. Like, there's no way you thought that wasn't going to end up in y'all making out. You felt the vibes, (laughs) you know?
1: Y'all, after once the mosque happened, you should have just both gone home, but home is home to both of them.
0: Exactly. Cousins. So, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes.
1: I am so glad that you liked the show. I was kind of scared that you wouldn't it's not a show that like hear a lot of people talking about and it's not for everyone.
0: No, for sure. I feel like it's like most things A24 does where people either like love it or hate it. Um yeah, at least that's how I feel sure. with like things A24 does. Like I'm like yeah. in Summer, I like kind of hated it, you know. Um but despised. then like Lady Bird was cool. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah I, lo- I I cried to Lady Bird and I'm not afraid to put that out there in public. I cried to Lady Bird
0: yeah, me too that was some rough stuff <laughs> and it oh, was just it was so relatable and great and like a24 can totally do that but they could also just make something where i'm like this is dog shit
1: <laughs> like i despised uncut gems too not as much as midsummer but i didn't really like uncut gems i thought it was kind of boring to be honest um
0: yeah that's fair i definitely had like anxiety the whole time <laughs> yeah basically but i think it was it was anxiety to like prove a point, but I felt okay with more that anxiety than like the midsummer anxiety because midsummer I mean, was just yeah. like hours of like torture for me. And Uncle James yeah. was like, oh, I'm like, I'm on this journey. I'm like, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling diamonds too, dude. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. A24 is a um, strange company. I don't even know who owns that company.
0: I don't know either, but they have, like, I don't want to say no consistency, because it's all definitely, like, super, like, artsy and weird, but I, like, don't know.
1: Also, I didn't also, know this, but they're
0: making the, like, Zola movie, too?
1: Well That just came out. Oh, it is? It just it came yeah, out Yeah, it just came out on, yeah, it's on, it's in theaters. Ooh. Definitely want to see it. I, I know that, like, the trailer looks kind of dumb, but I want to see it. Did you
0: know that Zola's based on a, tr- on a Twitter thread? What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's based on a Twitter thread. Let me let me confirm this, but I am, like, almost positive it was... Yeah, there's a true story behind Zola, and it's, like, on a Twitter thread from 2015. Holy shit. And I, like, because I read the thread the other day, and I was like, oh, are they just going to, like, do it based off of the thread? And it's like, yep. Oh my god. That's exactly... <laughs> that's why I'm like, A24 is so weird, because they, like, make something, like... Like Rami, and then they make something like uncut gems, and then they make something that's literally based off of a Twitter thread. Like mm-hmm. I, like what is your what uh, is your goal here?
1: <laughs> I guess because they hire like different all sorts people of people to. I mean, Rami is you know all Middle Eastern uh, mm-hmm. writers, directors, but I think what makes it a twenty four is that that like grainy filter. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes. I think the only one that did. <laughs> It's like a Snapchat filter or, like, an Instagram filter.
0: Yeah, the, like, filter that they put on everything.
1: Yeah. That's why every time I see something grainy like that, I'm like, is this A24? Because that's how I distinguish them all. And
0: then you're like, yep, there it is.
1: Because Midsummer and Lady Bird kind of had it. Like, it was very subtle. But, like, this show and Unca Gems had it so visibly. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is with this Instagram filter? <laughs>
0: yeah they like have interesting editing choices but i guess that's good also because it it, you kind of know what to expect like oh this is a24 so it's going to be like some artsy shit that i'm either going to love or hate
1: well i guess we should wrap up the episode
0: that's it we'll be back next time with i don't know what we'll be back with but we'll be back
1: (laughs) we will be back um thank you for listening to well seasoned to the podcast i hope that you all Um, enjoyed listening to us um, talk about this random season of a TV show.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.